They call death the great separator. We're all gonna face it sooner or later. We all have an expiration date. None of us gets out of here alive, that's the truth. These thoughts scare a lot of people because many of us are not prepared to die. Let's talk about it in this edition of Finish Strong. I'm your host, Dan Wheeler, and I'm joined by two very fine gentlemen, Terry Steen and Brian Rowland. Hello, guys. This is uh, this isn't exactly a dinner party conversation, the topic of death, but uh, we're going to tackle it. We've all had experiences with it. Oh, sure. yeah. Hopefully we can turn it around for positive before we're done today, huh? Right. I think we I think we can. You know, for me personally, I I haven't been exposed to a lot of close death. But if I sit back and reflect, probably one that's the most impacting to me was my mother. And she passed away actually 13 years ago yesterday. Yesterday was her 13th year in heaven. Hmm. And uh, that was kind of sudden because she just got sick out of nowhere. And in two to three weeks, she was gone. So it was pretty uh, traumatic and dramatic. And I remember my my three brothers and I, we were the four uh, pallbearers that put the casket into the... um, uh, the car, the hearse, the hearse. And boy, that just felt like finality to me. And I walked back into the church and I just had to run down a hallway into some coat room and just cried like a baby. It was so impacting and sad. And and uh, I've been exposed to other friends passing, but that one was very traumatic and, and uh, something I'll never forget. But thankfully, you know where she is. Exactly. Exactly. And that made it, uh, you know, all worthwhile. We know that. It's sad to lose him, but obviously happy for where she was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Terry, speaking of death, (laughs) I tried to think of a time uh, when my experiences, too, with death. And I I was with my mom when she passed. And, of course, her last words to my sister and I was, I love you. Um, I was with Dan with Beth when when Beth passed. And uh, but when I was in college, my uh, between my sophomore and junior year, um, three of my friends died that summer. One was killed in a car crash. The other was killed in a camping accident and another one drowned and one each a month. And I, I just questioned, I couldn't understand why this would happen. And um, I had, it, just, it just hit me at a young age that I, I had to identify that death is real because I really hadn't seen too much. I mean, a little bit here and there, but not, not people that I was really close to, you know, at that time, except for my uncle, my Uncle Harold maybe, but other than that. And, um, but that really hit me hard. And one other gentleman, he had really turned his life around. And I remember asking uh, my pastor, I said, why would God take Phil right now? And he said, because he was ready. And mm-hmm. I never forget that. I thought, that's right. He was ready. And um, he died in Iowa uh, on a highway where a truck came over and T-boned him. But, yeah, it can be traumatic. Yeah, I've lost both my parents. And uh, that was tough. But, you know, you kind of expect that. And then Beth was a surprise finding out she had stage four cancer and then a three-year journey. Uh, but I, I knew where she was and I had time to get used to the idea But uh, lately, I've had a couple of um, big surprises. One out of nowhere was my sister a little over a year ago. Uh, She had a stroke, and within a couple days, she was gone. Uh, 
And recently, just a couple weeks ago now, uh, my best childhood friend, Mark Schnazy, I was uh, the best man at his wedding, and we, we played sports all through grade school, junior high, high school, and uh, boy, that was a shock, and I took that one hard, and it makes you realize we need to be telling people about the Lord, uh, mm -hmm. because yeah. we want to know where people are, and uh, you know, Beth was clearly seeing heaven and was excited to go, said it was beautiful. Yeah. So uh, it does make a difference, though, Brian, doesn't it? If people it know a, the Lord or they don't. Makes a big difference because, you know, there's, there's really two places you're going to go. <laughs> I mean, some people like we've met people that think you're going to pop up on another planet. Um, I mean, there's all different types of things that are reincarnation, and everything else. But there's two places. And the Bible tells us that it's heaven and hell. And it's mm -hmm. there's a difference between uh, a death of a sinner and a death of a saint and, and the way they look at death. Uh, two examples is Steve Jobs. He had a pancreatic cancer and died at 56 years old. But his, in his book, he says that um, I realize that all the recognition and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. So it was just all about what he had gained and what he um, built. You know, that, that's all that, that it meant to him here. Whereas Billy Graham who died of natural causes at 99 years old, he said, one day wow. Billy Graham has died. Don't you believe it? For in that day, I shall be more alive than ever before. When I take my last breath on earth, I shall take my first breath in heaven. And I think of that, and I think about what people have said about the Apostle Paul. Um, when when he died, they, they said that, um, oh, let's see, I did what the Lord asked me to do, and that's all I can do, <laughs> or... Uh -huh. uh, the faith. I remember him that I, I've kept the faith. And you know, that's a positive note. They know where they're going. Yeah, you know, Steve Jobs reminds me of uh, Ecclesiastes 510 that says, whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. And he realized at the end of his death that yeah. all of his wealth was meaningless. Yeah. It couldn't save him. He couldn't buy his way yeah. Out of death. And then Billy Graham at 99 and natural causes. And wow. he reminds me of uh, Psalm 116, 15 that says, Precious in, is the, in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious. Mm. And yeah. there's another verse in Proverbs that says the end of a man's life is better than the beginning. That's, that's really mm -hmm. something. Um, because we all have an appointment. It says in Hebrews 9, 27, it is appointed unto a man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. And boy, you've got to be ready for the judgment. Yeah, it's all perspective, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You yeah. look at the perfect perspective G Steve Jobs had, and then you look at Billy Graham, and it all comes back to that, doesn't it? Knowing if you're ready or not. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, sure does. and obviously, we'll talk about the importance of that and give people an opportunity. But once you know the Lord and once you believe in Jesus and trust his word, mm -hmm. you can surely have that confidence. We could go back to that John three sixteen, which everybody knows for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the key right there. Mm -hmm. Everlasting life. That's the comfort in knowing either that just because we pass from this physical world, our life with Christ is going to continue forever and ever. Mm -hmm. You are only truly ready to live when you're ready to die. 
that's that's what I believe. I think mm. once you've settled that question, then you can move forward. We read in Philippians 2, uh, excuse me, Philippians 1, verses 21 through 26. That's what I want. It says, and I'm reading a New International Version. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. But he says to die is actually gain. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's better than, than living. Doesn't make sense to the world, does it? No. no. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, isn't that just like God? He does everything just the opposite of what he thinks he's going to do. <laughs> and it always comes out right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look at his disciples. You know, when when these disciples were around Jesus, they saw the real thing. They were able to believe in him and what his promises were. And they stepped forward Day after day after day, even after Jesus left, they had that confidence to do what they needed to do, knowing Mm -hmm. Jesus had told them they were basically going to end the way he ended. They knew that there was a good chance that they were going to be killed for their faith. Yeah. And that did not stop them or deter them because they believe that exact thing that Dan just read. That's right. And yeah. over in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, Paul wrote, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So he knew. He yeah. knew. It didn't, it, that's why he rejoiced when he was in prison. It, it didn't bother him. I think that yeah. the, the, the prison guards and the officials, I think it just frustrated them because he was happy. He didn't mind. He was in that filthy prison a couple of years waiting for a sentence, but he just praised, praised the Lord and went on. <laughs> yeah. You know, Paul did not have an easy life. He said he had a, a thorn in the flesh uh, right. that was sent by Satan. And he said he sought the Lord three times to take it away, but he didn't. You know, and there's, there's some people that feel that God always heals. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just not our faith. We don't have enough faith. I'm not sure I agree with that because, you know, I prayed for three years that Beth would be healed and believed it with all my heart. But ultimately, it's God's choice. And as you guys know, today, I've I've got a terrible yeah. back. I threw my back out. I've got a, a sore knee. And I was thinking today about, wow, won't it be great to have a new body, to get into heaven where we don't have all those aches and pains. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I'd hear older people always talking about all their aches and pains. I thought, man, I don't have any. I can run like the wind. I can jump right. and all that. Uh, I guess I'm one of those old people now, guys. <laughs> it's amazing. You can try as hard as you want, but it flat sneaks up on you. I remember my grandmother with yeah. having arthritis so bad. And I tell my mom, why don't you just shake it off? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Shake it off, walk it off. And then my mom had it so bad and now I got it. And I was like, oh, yeah. you just don't shake it off anymore. Yeah, shake it off. Well, you know, uh, Terry, what you said about the disciples too. I mean, Paul was willing to pay the price. Yeah. The disciples, you know, right. when Jesus was with them, 
uh, they were always making mistakes and they were kind of afraid. And, you know, Peter denied Jesus three times on the night that he was betrayed. Judas betrayed him. Um, And then after uh, Jesus left, he said, I will send you the comforter. When the Holy Spirit came on those guys the day of Pentecost, they turned into these heroic bold figures yeah and you think of it all of them paid the price with their very lives except mm-hmm. for john that's except amazing for john. amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we need to obviously live by that same example and sometimes you know being here in america we've got it so easy that i don't think we have the eye of the tiger like mm. other yeah. places in the world do when you think of the christians today in Muslim countries that have accepted Jesus and are willing to confess him with their mouth, right. knowing that they could easily be drug out of their home, they could be killed, they could be forced to watch their family be killed. All those things are very real in this world right now. Sure. And yet their faith is strong enough because they see and know the reality through the help of the Holy Spirit, of what God's Word says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I look at the disciples, and and they were when, when Christ sent them out and said, "You're going you're, you're to do these things that I do and more." And they were starting to they sent them to different areas, and they were laying hands on people and healing them, and casting out demons, and that. But yet, when they came back, they still didn't get it. And they, they were yeah. still kind of iffy on it. But like you said, when the Holy Spirit came, that and, and they saw Christ re, after his return. I mean, it was 40 days. Uh, he was popping yeah. in and out. He was there. And I think that just that just put a, a bow or, you know, right around right around the a ribbon around the bow. As I always say, a ribbon around yeah. the package. It just did that. It tied it all together to them. And they saw that, look, he was gone. He's back. He's still alive. And that's what's going to happen to us no matter how we die. It's going to happen to us. We just have to keep proclaiming that he is our Lord and Savior, just like he said to do. Yeah. You know, we, we, we need to live with our feet on the ground, but our eyes toward heaven. Yeah. We need to keep our eye on the prize. Paul talked about it. And, you know, guys, we all like to use sports analogies. Uh, that's why we came up with the title, Finish Strong, like a runner or, or a, any player wants to be stronger at the end of the game than at the beginning of the game. You want to be stronger at the end of the race then at the beginning, you go harder, and that's what we're trying to do. So as we look at what we've been discussing, how does it help us to finish strong? Well, number one, I think, guys, we've got to be ready to die. And when I went through the three-year journey with Beth, which I was in contact with both of you guys during that time, my perspective on everything changed. God got a hold of me like he never had before because— I saw that I knew Beth probably wasn't going to make it. And, I mean, she was my wife. She was everything to us. And uh, realizing when it hits that close, we've all got that time, that day. God knows the date. We don't, but it's our appointment, right? Our appointment with death. So, boy, that should affect the way we live today. It really should. And we need to look at it that way. People nowadays, though, they... They don't look, I don't know if they don't look just at death or they're just thinking that death isn't when it comes upon them. It's not, it's either just going to be the end or there is something else that they're going to come back to. You know, that's, it just seems like 
they they get it in their mind because there's there's no Bible teaching going on that they're getting into right now uh, to realize that they they don't understand that they have um, they're, sin- they're sinners they need to confess sin um, and that God can save any sinner uh, but they it's it's too simple like we said before Dan when we saw the New Age movement in that and Christianity was too simple and it's too simple for them they 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 think there's got to be more to it. And it isn't that. It isn't that at all. It's it's asking God forgiveness and sins. And like like the Bible says in John three sixteen, whosoever believeth, just believe in Jesus that He did come to die for your sins, and then recognize that you are a sinner and confess Him. And that's that's what that's what it's about. And then it's left there at the cross, and you're set for eternity. And I just want to just say, accept Christ just as your ticket to get into heaven. It. With Christ in your life and the Holy Spirit in you, when you accept Christ, your whole perspective changes. It's daily. Right. It just mm-hmm. it gets you through the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people go through tragedy and go through circumstances without him. I, I don't. I, I, I think about it and go, how empty that would be. And that would be his eternity, too. Without him would just be that empty. And they have that right now, but they can change that just like that. Yeah, that reminds me. You think about Paul. We hear all the things that... Paul went through and he talks about how many times he was beaten almost to death. He was stoned. He was almost killed. He was shipwrecked. He was out in the ocean for days. All these things happened to him. Mm -hmm. But yet when you listen to what he says in Philippians, you see where his faith is coming from. And if you remember that third chapter, it's the 13th and 14th verse. And Dan just alluded to it on keeping your eye on the prize. It says, Mm -hmm. brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do, forgetting those things that that are behind and reaching forward to those things ahead. And that's what we have to do. Reach forward to the things ahead, not look at the things we've done wrong. And then he says, I press toward the goal. This is his goal. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's his goal. Mm -hmm. That's the prize. And that's Mm -hmm. if we're all looking for that prize of eternity with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Think about if we just could grasp what heaven's going to be like. It just makes it all worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. So many people are afraid to die. I I read a quote today by Woody Allen, and uh, let's see, it goes something like this. He said, uh, he said, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Sober thought. (laughs) If he only only understood that he would have a new body, you know, Dan, you're sitting here in pain. We're all in pain. We're going to have a new body. Satan is Satan's not going to be there. We're not going to be tempted. We're not going to be sinning. We're not going to be in guilt. It's going to be a brand new paradise. There's, there will be no gulf between the spiritual and the physical. You know, right now, there's all this mystery to life. Mm-hmm. There's that veil. There's the spirit world, mm-hmm. and there's our physical world. And yeah, we're we, always wondering what's going on in the spiritual world, and we're right. just living in the physical world, and we can't sort it all out. Right. But when that day comes, that's gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, now we see through a glass darkly, uh, mm-hmm. but then face to face. But, you know, I mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, that Woody mm-hmm. Allen said, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Um, a lot of people are afraid to die. I feel like there's a lot of people listening right now. Maybe you're one of them. You're saying, wow, guys, I don't know if I'm ready. I, I, I'm not prepared for death. Remember yeah. in the beginning of the, the program, we said uh, you're not really prepared to fully live until you're ready to die. Yeah, You've got to mm-hmm. settle that question. Terry, could you speak to those people that need to settle the question and help them settle it tonight, right now, today, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast, you can know that when you die, you will immediately take your first breath in heaven. Yeah, yeah. If there is anyone listening, if you if you are just somewhat fearful, if you're uncertain, if you don't know in your heart what would happen if you were to die, and that would create fear for anybody, wouldn't it? Sure. You don't yeah. have to be fearful. You can believe in the Word of God like the three of us believe in the Word of God, and believe in the Son of God, Jesus, that he literally came to this earth, walked on the earth, and he did it to die for you and for me, that our sins would be forgiven, that the separation between us and God is gone, and we can have a direct relationship. And you can have that right now. And he makes it so easy. He did all the work. Yes. He went on the cross. He took all the pain. Right. He suffered. He died for you and for me. And all we have to do is believe it and accept it. All we yeah. have to do is say, Jesus, thank you for mm-hmm. dying on that cross for me. So yes, I didn't Lord. have to go through that pain. Yes, you shed Lord. your blood, Lord. And I yeah. believe and I accept that that was for me. My sins are forgiven. And now I know that you're my savior. And I want to follow you. I want to do what you want me to do out of love for you. I want to be obedient to your word. And if you believe that and confess that right now, it's settled. Yeah. The greatest miracle that could ever take place in your life just happened right now. Amen. That your sins are gone. <laughs> and you, when you pass to this next world, will immediately be in Jesus' presence, just like Billy Graham said in yeah. his quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I was just thinking of, guys, uh, when you were saying that, Terry, I was thinking of the thieves on the cross, on the crosses, and how yeah. one didn't want to die. Take yourself off this cross and take us with you. Remember, he, he, wanted, he wanted to live. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't ready to die. But the other one said, you know, he believed he was the son of God, and he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And he was ready to go. I just thought of that when you were when you were speaking. I'm going, it's that simple. It's either no, I'm afraid, I'm not going to, or yes, I don't care. I'm ready to go at any time, whenever God calls me home. And that was a criminal worthy of death. Right. And God didn't care. Just like we are. We got exactly. the blame for right. us. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, guys, this this really is the ultimate question, you know. Are yeah. you ready to die? Do you know mm-hmm. where you're going? And we've learned a lot today. We've learned that we've got to keep our eye on the prize so that one day we will hear our Lord and Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Wow, what a day that will be. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's been another great edition of Finish Strong, and we hope you'll join us next time. 
Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.